Namaste. So we take up some mysteries of existence, of creation. And the answers, all the answers are there in Savitri. So one of them which uh, has been asked today are these lines, these lines from Savitri, where the relation of Purusha and Prakriti are being described. And uh, as the line goes, that a smile upon her lips makes all his day. So normally, ordinarily, Purusha is considered as the witness soul and Prakriti is the uh, nature, which is ever moving, ever restless, ever creating new forms. So um, basically, if you see from a deeper perspective, there are not two. That's why Shivinda says there are two who are one. But there are two poises of one reality. Let me put it like this, that the same person can be sitting quiet and withdrawing away from the world and soaring in some depths and heights of nirvana. And the same person may come out and be active and dynamic doing the works. Are there two persons? There are two poises of one person. Reality is only one. This is the fundamental thing about Shurabindo. And the distinction between Purusha and Prakriti is a needed practical distinction for our purposes. So when Purusha leans towards creation, where does Prakriti emerge from? From himself, within himself. So that's why Shurabindo speaks of the triple soul forces. Sattva, Rajas, Tamas which draw their strength and all their power and light from the, their counterparts in the higher realms. So, they emerge from the soul. And if they are absorbed back into the soul, back into the soul, then they are as if samadhist. They become quiet, still. Why? Because they are, they have found their own origin. So it's like when you reach your home, there is joy, there is peace, there is satisfaction, there is security, there is comfort, everything. There is no need to do anything, you just sit. Because there is the mother waiting for you to do things for you. But when you go out, you have to become active. So this is a basic reality. Reality cannot be two. So in Shurabindo's yoga, there is one reality. Now I am not going into Sankhya and trying to compare, explain all those things. Now we come to the two, which is Purusha and Prakriti. Practically we cannot ignore that there is Prakriti and there is Purusha. So what is the relation? What is the purpose of Purusha? Purpose of Purusha is, Purusha is the link. Now I am talking of Purusha is again defined in different ways. And there are triple Purushas. There is of course the Yakshar, I am not speaking of, I am not at all going into those semantics and uh, uh, you know dialectics of uh, spiritual philosophy. But talking from a very practical spiritual standpoint. So Purusha is that consciousness which is flush with the divine intelligence and it observes. That's how Sankhya describes. So when it observes, nature becomes active. That's another way of describing the same thing, if you look at it. Otherwise, nature is supposed to be inert. See, this is another way of saying that nature draws all its light, strength, force, from the Purusha, if you look at it, basically they are saying the same thing, but in a different way. It is understood differently. That And actually, if we look at nature, uh, 
is material nature only material if we look then we will see there is a hidden intelligence at work in it so now we come to the practical aspects so <clears throat> what is the relation between purusha and prakriti we take purusha as the soul and prakriti as nature now we are coming to the practical distinction so what is the purpose of the soul the purpose of the soul is it is that key which can link the profoundest divine mysteries and powers with this outer nature it is the key it draws things from the heights from the depths from the divine which is right there in the depths of the heart and transmits into nature nature get the impulsion from there as it goes further and further the dance of nature become more and more chaotic that's what we read in triple soul forces that the same powers the triple soul forces what they are in their purity and what they become when they enter into the sphere of human ego human nature they become almost its opposite so together they have conspired woven this world what is the purpose this purusha which is initially a seed state that's that is where we see the unique aspect of shorbindo that this process of cycle of rebirth is not simply that the same thing is coming going coming going coming going it will be absurd but the purusha is like a seed which grows from life to life that's what we have read earlier passenger from life to life from birth to birth from scale to scale he sees the icon growing by his gaze and in the worm forces the coming god so this purusha element is initially like a seed a portion of divinity which has entered into the place now play now this seed obviously is potential of a tree this is the divine seed which can grow into the full divine uh, expression divine manifestation but it won't happen immediately so it it is seconded to prakriti so you imagine you know prakriti in the beginning is like a hard task master so it says okay fine i'll drag you carry you like a baby in the womb in the dark tumbling around there is no choice yet it is provided with all that is required so similarly in the beginning the purusha the soul the seed divinity within us is asleep and prakriti is feeding it with all kinds of experiences including shocks and blows and pleasure and pain and charm and greenery and danger and delight everything things we may like things we may not like things which may seem divine and things which may seem undivine what are they doing they are feeding the purusha how is it feeding the purusha we have that story which i often recount when once lord vishnu goes into patal lok dragged by his devotees so shiva has to awaken him bring him back but he say i can't help it i i i have to respond to the love of my devotees so i am there and they are not releasing him and poor lakshmi ji is crying so shiva goes and what does shiva do shiva doesn't say you are vishnu don't you know shiva simply challenges vishnu so vishnu gets up how dare you challenge these ladies are under my care so there is a fight and vishnu keeps uh, shiva keeps raising the level of the fight till at one point he brings his trishul and at that point vishnu brings his discuss then he what what has happened in the process as the challenge is increasing the powers that are there within vishnu they are becoming more and more manifest
So Prakriti drags us and it looks what a game it is. She is taking us through pits, through falls, through abysses. But who has ever learned to rise to the heights who is not ready to fall into the abysses? If such a person goes to the mountain ridge, he will faint. He will look this, this side and say, my God, <laughs> he can't walk. So initially, first part is when one is, the Purusha is completely under the Adhinta, slavery of Prakriti. So that is called Das. He is the Das of Prakriti. And therefore he is called Anish. Ish, Anish. He is meant to be the Lord. See when Sanskrit uses these words. It's very interesting. Ish, Anish. So Anish here represents his potentially Ishwara, but right now he is not Ishwara. He is dragged. Every kind of experience, things which may think are the most horrible. At a certain stage of development, you say, what is this man? Rolling in the mud, drink, drunk, drinking alcohol, drugs and doing all kinds of unspeakable things. Yet there is a wisdom that operates. See, this is how Shivinda explains the unity of this creation. Even reconciles, the last reconciliation is the divine and the undivine. And then the next step is when after some time, Suddenly the Purushaya rolled on roller coaster. Suddenly one day wakes up and says, where am I? Who am I? So he becomes a student of himself. He turns that intelligence to discover who he is. And that's when he becomes a witness. Sakshi. That stage comes in everybody's life. At some point you say, but why am I? What am I doing? Why am I doing? Who am I? That is a stage of development. He becomes a Sakshi. He studies himself, he studies nature. He sees that, well, I may be dragged into sorrow by foolishness or I may be raised, I may take the path which leads to felicity. So he discovered the crooked ways of nature as well as the beautiful ways. And then what he does? He becomes anumanta, sanctioner. Why? Now he has the experience. So when nature says, come, 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 there is a crooked way, he says, no. Then nature shows the beautiful way it says, yes. So he becomes next to Sakshi, Anumanta. And when he becomes the Anumanta, then nature realizes, now his schooling is over. I should hand him over to the Lord, Ishwara. So she says, I have brought him up, up to this point, <laughs> take care. <laughs> so those who want liberation will go to the Ishwara, he becomes Ish. The lord of nature. The slave of nature becomes the lord of nature. And those who have to engage in the yoga of transformation, they are handed over to Aditi. Diti, the dark fallen nature, hands us over to Aditi, the undivided consciousness. And then we begin to grow more and more in a state of oneness and unity. So there are stages of development, all through it is a play of the divine. That is the beauty of it. Shobindo says this in several places. <clears throat> there are two who are one and play in many worlds. Page number 61. In knowledge and ignorance they have spoken and met. In ignorance, it seems that the Purusha and Prakriti are at fight with each other. That's what happens. I am... See how even you can derive a lot of truth about a man, woman and human relationship but don't make the mistake of thinking man is Purusha and woman is Prakriti. Well, 
in both, both are present. But at the same time, nature creates symbols. So it creates a symbol in this way. So that's why you have the uh, a kind of some semblance, some reflection. And light and darkness are their eyes interchange. A pleasure and pain are their wrestle and embrace. Either ways you embrace and either ways you begin to change. Now this is happening to Purusha. What about Prakriti? Prakriti is also undergoing a change because Purusha is the seed divine. As Purusha goes, Prakriti also starts getting upgraded. It moves from Tamas to Rajas to Sattva to ultimately spiritual nature and Praprakriti. So both together, when they are in early stages of development, they are wrestling. Purusha wants to strive for the divine toward the sun, a tree beside the sandy river beach, holding its topmost boughs to the skies like fingers to the heaven. They cannot reach. Such is the soul of man, our body and brain, hungry for earth, our heavenly flight detained. So, Prakriti said, nothing doing, nothing doing. I'll tie you to this earth. See, in homes also, something like this happens. People don't understand. And when you understand the perfect harmony that needs to do, why Prakriti is doing it? It says, you can't go alone, you have to take me along. That's number one. And second is, your roots are not strong enough. If you start jumping to the sky, you will not manifest. Because that seed will burn away by the light of the sun. So they are fulfilling a beautiful purpose in their togetherness. So this is how we see the relation of Purusha and Prakriti. Our deeds, our hopes are intimate to their tales. Both are wanting the same thing. Purusha is also wanting perfect bliss, perfect truth, perfect love, perfect, perfect, perfect. Prakriti is also wanting. Ways are different. Prakriti first tells Purusha, come with me to the market. After you have done with it, then I will come with you to the ashram. (laughs) So both are growing together. It's not like Prakriti has to be discarded. No, and actually Prakriti gets upgraded. In a developed human being, as the soul has developed, he comes with a sattvic Prakriti. Whereas when a person is undeveloped, he needs those experiences when the soul is undeveloped, little seed comes with the tamasic prakriti because that's the experience you need. And tamasic prakriti brings violence, drugs and all the rest. So it's such a beautiful plan. I mean, if you see it on a continuum. But if you see in bits and power, this person has this, this person has that. So the beauty of Indian thought is rebirth. And rebirth is the evolutionary mechanism. Wherever there is no rebirth, there is no evolution. No progress. One lifetime. We say, Zindagi milegi dobara. That's our strength. Because we'll keep growing. They are married secretly in our thought and life. Thought aspires towards beauty and harmony. Prakriti says, okay, beauty, okay, I'll, lot of money and I'll buy things for you. Or beauty of form. Soul aspires for the beauty of the formless. The two should be together. But that's how we see they are married secretly in our thought and life. The universe is an endless masquerade for nothing here is utterly what it seems. It is a dream fact vision of a truth which but for the dream would not be wholly true. So together we have the dreams of perfection but realize not yet. So dream fact vision of a truth. 
a phenomena stands out significant against dim backgrounds of eternity what we see is the superficial nature surface nature we accept its face and pass by all it means a part is seen we take it for the whole thus have they made their play with us for roles we are caught like the cheese between purusha and prakriti <laughs> swing to the side of prakriti and the purusha becomes a slave swing to the side of purusha purusha becomes a master but they will be together even when you rest in nirvana he has to take prakriti on his breast and sleep that's how shivendra describes he can't discard her even to enter into the nirvana after all if there is no prakriti there is no yoga no sadhana nothing so when she is ready then only you get release and in that release you are not alone she says okay your journey is over what about mine mine is also over come i'll rest together with you so that's the whole story author and actor with himself as seen he moves there as the soul as nature she so this is the whole journey shubhendra describes in great detail but there are three stages or four stages once again first stage is when the soul element is Uh, completely das it is anish um, in darkness and it is a slave of nature so there are people who are driven by nature wherever it takes don't blame them they are in the beginning stages of their evolution they have started their career don't expect them to be the ceo <laughs> second stage it begins to want to know itself student sakshi then it begins to enter into a kind of self mastery anumanta sanctioner of her works and then comes the isha and shobinda describes it beautifully that even when prakriti seems to be uh making a fool of him still she is spurring him maybe with that we can stop <clears throat>